Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Join the conversation. Call 1-300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Perseus Finance, your trusted commercial and asset finance brokerage. Welcome to Morning Glory with Matty Johns. Yes, and welcome to Morning Glory, people. Uh, not a lot happening this week uh, in the sport. <laughs> Just business as usual. We're going to try to put a show together. We're going to take apart uh, something called State of Origin Football. I'm going to read up on that. Uh, we'll talk about the Aussies, amazing victory in the uh, in the Ashes, uh, Tim Zoo's victory, uh, the Ben Hunt saga, uh, Desi Hasler to the Titans. Uh, but uh, And the movie of the week is Snatch. Look forward to that. Sydney Morning Herald's Andrew Webster. Hey, Weber. G'day, Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Maggi. Yeah, that was a mixture of Matthew and Maddie. Good start. It is a great start. Alex, how you going, Maestro? Very well. Nice to have the gang back in. It is good. Oh. It's good. Of course, we were uh, off last week. I was in Port Macquarie just doing my best doing my charity work. Uh, here we go. The Paul McCartney of Pennant Hills Road. Ben Hogarth. How you going, Benny? Paul McCartney? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll well, take that. Could have been worse. Well, I'm going, Ringo you know, it's been a very long week for me. New South Wales lost, and I've been at home with two kids while, while my wife is in Bali. Well, things are looking up. You've got a Cannibal Corpse shirt on. Hey, new Let's single. Let's go through their greatest hits new, album. Hey, new single released this morning. Don't, there say, you go. The, don't say the name of it. There you go. <laughs> and we have, uh, well, the James Packer of all things, Grog and Apparel. Uh, bloke in a bar down in camp. Hey, Kempy. Oh, there you go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I've just been working trying to build an empire. Oh. How is your $40 million empire going? Mate, you is know it, what? It's is, actually, is that much it's worth? Mate, it's actually struggling and we need a bit of cash, to be honest. And I just woke up and sometimes in business, you've got to keep your head on a swivel and some things come across your desk that almost blow your mind. And there was actually a, uh, an article in the Daily Telegraph <laughs> and it says... Maddie Johns, $1.25 million a year. They didn't tell me they were, they were going to cut my pay in half. Gross. So, so there's investment opportunities, mate. If you want to chat to me after the show, we have a hey, look. Can you just go down? Don't, who's below me on the list? Go down. <laughs> can we run through? I'll just have an opinion. Uh, Cameron Smith, Wayne Bennett. Wayne Billy Bennett, Slater. so I'm ahead of Wayne Bennett. Uh, yeah, yeah. That gives me great satisfaction. Uh, Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Jonathan Thurston, but you're outdone by Gus Gould, Craig Bellamy, and Abdo's got you all. <laughs> and I think there's another one. If you look at the paper, there's one at the very bottom oh, of the list. That Andrew, I'm... Andrew Johns? Oh, no, I think there's one here. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless. Oh, very good, Kempy. Very, very good. Hey, hey, before we talk about the men's state of origin, I just want it straight off the top. The women's state of origin last night was absolutely outstanding football. New South Wales won 18-14, but Queensland won on aggregate. Just want to put something out there. One thing I love about the NRL these days with Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo is they have a can-do attitude to everything. Boys, just make a third game happen. Just make it happen. Put it on at Suncorp Stadium. I think we get 25,000 people there. Just make it happen. What about the skill level of... Women's or players at the moment. Around the corner passes, balls off, picking balls up off the 
Well, yeah, like the, the women's game has created a wave. Let's ride it. Like you know what I mean? Eighteen thousand people turned up. That's a wave of momentum. We'd be crazy not to take that into game three. Just, and I know it's only yeah. two weeks or so away, but just do it. Just surely do it. you can just do it. The PR around it, the buzz. So, oh my god, we're actually doing it. It would be you'd, you'd nail it. You'd yeah. nail it. Well, they showed during COVID how flexible they can be and how much they can think on their feet. So yeah. I'm going to text. I might text. The girl, I'm going to text hey, BBL as we speak. I tell you what, text text Peter and Andrew hey, and hey, see Pete. if we can get one of them on just to have a discussion about Moving how up. good it was and how and and the possibility of making this happen because, like Kempy, I'll go to the big guy now. Am I being? Uh, Am I overblowing this to say that I think there'd be 25,000 at Suncorp Stadium? Not with the hype that would be created. I, I think that if you if you said, you know what, that was so great, let's go in game three, and then the, and then everyone gets on board. <clears throat> everyone gets on board then. And you, the media around it, the goodwill around it, the women's game, we're trying to grow it. I mean, you compare that to other women's game around the, you know, the, uh, the country, it's struggling. Yeah. We're getting 18,000 to a game two, and they haven't even played NRLW yet. Mm. Like, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's, let's, on a sour note, Queensland 32, New South Wales 6. Is it that really that sour, oh, though, Matty? Look, look, look. Is it really that sour? At, you know what, Kempe? At, at, the, risk, at the risk of, certain, uh, of uh, offending certain people, um, Queensland <laughs> were magnificent. From, from the players to the coaching staff, the, this Maroons origin campaign has been so well planned and it's been so deliberate from tactics to selections. Oh, mate. It is. It has been ruthless, meticulous, and just so direct. Everything was measured, calm. I don't think I saw a single minute, Queensland, in both games where I saw panic. I cannot recall a single play where there was panic. And even, even game uh, two on Wednesday, there were a few balls that hit the deck. They jumped on them. They got do you know, back. Do you know what, Campy? I actually thought, I thought early in the game, I thought they, I thought they were a little bit off at the start, Queensland. I thought they were playing nervous. I saw the ball went uh, went up once, particularly Reese. I thought Reese Walsh was a little shaky early. You know, first half played a little nervous mm. and unsure. Second half was incredible. But what what but, do they do? The leaders do like. They're, they're a bit nervous. No panic. What do they do? Munster goes, I'll kick on tackle three. Mm. Yeah. DC, I'll kick it. on tackle three. Well, I was sitting with uh, my young bloke, Cooper, and, you know, like, he, he was sitting there, he goes, and the early kicks from DCE. And he said, mate, DCE's got the best kicking game. He said, I've, you know, all the blokes he said I've played with, he said, by far. Mm. And he said, you watch what happens at about the 15-minute mark, those early kicks and the big kick chases. He said, you watch what it does to the New South Wales middles. And you can see around that 15-minute mark, they're starting to be gassed. And what, I, what I'm um, surprised at, and, and maybe they were aware of it, I think maybe even in commentary they were aware of it, but, I mean, this is a tactic that DC has used for probably like three years now, mm. 2020. Yeah. 2022, it was a huge reason for the win, was just these early kicks. Yeah. And so, you know what it does, Campy? So yeah. if, you, if you can really nail a ball and kick it a long way down the field, right, I'm stating the obvious here, but then back it up with a big kick chase, mm. Right, the further you put it down there and trap them and, and trap them down there, the further the New South Wales middles have to get back. So yeah. rather than turning and going <clears throat> twenty meters back or thirty, they're going fifty meters back, and, and and that just compounds. And that's why I, I am surprised that you wouldn't start Liam Martin and Cam Murray because you know they're going to kick early. So get your mobile forwards on the field, your fit forwards that can take thirty hit ups a game. 
you know, Hudson Young, really good player, Tyson Frizzell, but they aren't Liam Martin, Cam Murray in regards to cardio. Mm. Uh, yeah, very surprising. Mer- uh, what are your thoughts on it, Webby? <coughs> oh, I just think uh, Queensland are doing in the last two years under Slater and Smith that they did as players. Like, I just think the way that New South Wales have lost this series, I think the way that they've acted um, and the paranoia that they've shown in the last two camps has infected their team. I think it shows that they need to get rid of Fiddler. And I say that real with, with great respect because I'm a, not just a mate of Freddie's, and I, but I have great respect for what he's done for New South Wales. But all those great things that he did in the first few years of his six-year tenure have started to come undone in the last year. And they what the next move the New South Wales Rugby League makes in terms of his replacement and the whole setup is going to be really was, important because yeah. if they don't, Queensland are that dominant not just in terms of their coaching, but the way their philosophies and their culture and the players they've got coming through that, you know, you know it's got dynasty written all over it. Well, I hate to say it, but it does. Webby, we were talking about it through the week before the game. And we said, if I had a look at both camps, Queensland looked very relaxed, almost light. For use of a better term, light, New South Wales looked really intense. Yeah. Even when the coaching staff was interviewed, it was through gritted teeth and it was always <clears throat> talking about the media. Oh, they were just I, in, at war with everybody the whole camp. Which is a distraction. Which and is it, silly. And, but, but more, and I said, what would happen? We would draw conclusions in hindsight. If yeah. New South Wales win, they'll say, look, they, they just wanted it more. You know, saw the intensity. <laughs> Queensland win, you'll say, well, they'll relax. I, I just, think, you know, I, they're I more think, focused. I they think were. that really reflected as well. Like, even at getting out that there was a, a booze ban. It's like, look, I understand the thought press, but these are the tippity top. These are the elite of the elite. They know what is right to get their bodies in line. And I think that it's just a message of like restriction and it creates anxiety, even though, you know, you don't, as I said, you're going into camp. These are the best of the these best. These are the best. They, mm. they know what to do. They're yeah. not going to be on they the They don't piece. need to be told how to prepare. Yeah. So I, no. I, to be honest, to be fair, that's, that, that's, that, the, the Herald wrote that story. It didn't get leaked by the coaching staff. That just come out of the... The players telling it to the journos. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I'm not yeah, saying that they yeah. leaked it, but even the fact that they had that rule. Is, yeah, sure, is, sure, is yeah, like, exactly. Like, do they really it need does, it? You, you, and you're spot on. I remember we had a. Maybe they should have first... drunk. You know what? Maybe they should have drunk more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Queensland. How did I intend to after <laughs> what happened on? I'm Wednesday pretty sure night. Queensland had two bonding nights. The, the first time they came into camp, and then the next time they came into camp, they had another bonding night. Yeah. Some of, some of those Queensland. Not and not not that long ago, some of those Queensland bonding sessions are, are legendary, aren't legendary. they? Like they wouldn't even start; they well, wouldn't stop until the end of the week. Yeah, and, yeah, Al, right. and, Alf, and Alfie yeah. leading the celebrations. Yeah. Oh, I saw again. He hates <laughs> loss. He, he hates, he, he hates, he hates wins, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of big moments in the game. And firstly, in the context of the game, in the seventh minute, as I said before, Queensland at the start looked a little shaky. I, I thought they played a little bit nervous, but you know. There's certain things you just got to get right. And in the seventh minute, New South Wales are attacking and Jerome Luai just puts a kick in for a repeat set. And the ball just, he just hits it slight, slightly too hard. They didn't chase it hard enough as well. It was, if there was more urgency in the chase, they get a repeat set. Seven tackle set, Queensland marched down the field and scored the other end. Mm. Yeah, just tiny little things like that have such a big impact on, on the contest. Ten minutes to go before half time. Stephen Crichton's clear down the field. And I think this next two minutes, when DCE brings out his greatest hits album, this will be on. That'll be it. Yep. And it's he chases him down, gets him, next set of six, DCE makes the break. 
and set up was really, I think, the game-defining try to make it 16-0. And, well, know. like, and also, if you if you ever wanted a picture that shows men following their captain, when he makes that tackle, you take a screenshot, there are 12 Queenslanders already back to defend the next play. Then only the next play, Fafita comes in. Whereas in the same photo, there's Crichton and To'o. That's the difference, mm. in my opinion. That's and, the difference. And you know, tactically too, just just little things we said before. I always found with it, with New South Wales attack, I found a little bit too structured, too many block formations, which takes it long to get the ball where it needs to go. On that break, when Queensland shift the ball to the far edge to Murray Tuolangi, you watch how they get it there. There's no mucking around. Mm. They just go one pass, two pass, three pass, four pass. Right out. There's no block formations. There's not trying to be too clever. Just get the ball to where it needs to be as quick as you can. What are we thinking of the cook? Kerfuffle. Oh, yeah. Look, it kerfuffle. was like, – I, you know, like they're talking about, you know, matching Reese Walsh's speed on, on sweep formations. You can't tell me if they didn't have the time again that there wouldn't be another decision, mate. Mm. Um, you know, I, I would have – you've got a decision to make. You can, you can put Isaiah Yeo there. You could put Cam Murray there. Or you can even put Hudson Young there. And what I would have done, I would have – Moved Murray into the middle and Yo back to the edge. You know, different times through the game, sort of varied up a little bit. But yeah, I think as well, it was no one matches Reese Walsh's speed. He's got the most tries of anyone in the series. So you could have put the fastest bloke ever. I I just surprised that you know Freddie and the whole coaching staff they know a million times more about footy than me. But I'm just surprised that. Such a specific thing was the reason for it. There's so much more to defence than just speed. You yeah. know, if it was speed, I'd be the best defender in the world. But obviously, well, wasn't. Campy, you know. Well, the thing thing is, Campy too is that you know people are saying it's when you defend on an edge, it isn't just about making the tackle. Yeah, you've got to be communicating. You've got to be identifying where the threat is. Yeah, you've got to be listening to the guys on the inside and outside. It's a lot more cerebral than defending in the middle. When you defend in the middle, you defend as a, as a mob. And you go together. It's it's tougher as far as endurance, but as far as decision making defensively, it's it's just it's chalk and cheese. And to put a bloke out there on that edge that's not used to it in that speed against the quality of the attack, you know, I, I felt really felt for Cookie. The the um the thing that I couldn't get both in both games is just it's and, and I know that this preparation they barely trained at all because of issues. Like I mean, they lost. In fairness to them, they've lost their their, their first choice half hooker, and their strike centre for the first two games. So, like, yep. you know, they're, they're, they're big holes to fill. Of course they now, are. As much as, it, as we want to be critical of them, that I think they're mitigating circumstances that people need to remember. But, honestly, their attack in both games, it's like they hadn't trained. Yeah. They've got nothing going in the middle. And yeah. then when they go to the edges, how many balls yeah. have you – have you ever they, seen balls go over the sideline as much no. from New South Wales no. side of them no. these two games? And, and Webby, I, I, you've nailed it there. We were just – the first two games, both games, we've been too pass-centric. Yeah, right, it was just two past century. That's where the other thing, not getting Murray on the field until sixteen nil, you know, you know, almost ten minutes into the second half. I don't know how that happens, but you know, given the fact that we're two past century, what you do is you make a decision there and you say, right, maybe let's move Isaiah to the edge and let's put Murray in the middle, straighten everything up. But yeah, it was too much. Like I, we had we yeah. we created numerical advantages sometimes, but we just. I couldn't, I couldn't nail it. Everything was just, rushed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's an origin legend. He'll always be an origin legend in my mind. But I do think Tedesco, you know, he is the modern fullback for sure. But when you, and I'm not saying that Reese Walsh has, has a better career or whatever, but when you look at 
Reese Walsh's ability to make the right pass. I just think that you may need that more in Origin these days with so many defensive systems, their ability to just shut things down. Mm. And I do think Teddy's probably under pressure to keep his spot next season. I, I really felt that he just wasn't as good yeah. as engaging that two or three defender. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, maybe it's a form or a confidence thing and he can always bounce back. As I said, he's a legend, but it just seemed to break down as soon as it got there. Yeah. No, no, it did. He, he's... Yeah, going to that game, he would, he would have felt pressure, and it was it's been a difficult Origin series so far so and far for James Sedesco. and, a, and a difficult in a difficult season for him. Yeah, yeah, it has know? been, which uh, we've never seen before. With no, and no. He, but he said that after game one, he said, I, I I think all the and I know I've said on this show before, the person who's handled the criticism of Teddy the best is Teddy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been like, he's been, he's been such a professional about it. Yeah, Others have been very and so open and honest, authentic. which I like respect. Very easy for a, he's lit. I think he's literally an Origin legend. And for him to come out after game one and say, I tried to do, and like take responsibility, I mean, that's why he's a champion. That's why yeah. he's a champion. Yeah, you're, and you're right, Kempi. I think as far as Teddy's concerned, I think he, he's, I think he's very much weighed down with responsibility at the moment. Mm. Mm. Yeah, taking all this stuff upon his shoulders. But, uh, you know, it certainly wasn't his fault why they got beat. Okay, in the first two matches, not saying that, but it has been a really difficult series, I suppose, for everyone. Mm. We're in blue now. Uh, ben, your Maccas, I'm loving a moment. I'm loving a moment. The McFeast is back, boys. What should I just go to you, Kempi? What was your I'm loving it <laughs> moment? Because <laughs> I don't know if we have one. I've got a lot of I'm hating it moments. All My I'm loving it <laughs> moment, uh, was obviously DCE. Um, but I there was a we always talk about instinctual attacking play, and the person that comes to mind is Kim Munster. But it was his instinctual defensive play that saved a try. Mitchell Moses puts the chip across. But if you go back and watch that again, Cam Munster is already turning before the boot goes to ball to know that Moses may kick. Like No one was expecting that. It was what, tackle zero or something. Yeah, That's defensive instinct, and it saved a try. Great instincts, hasn't yeah, he? Incredible. Fantastic. He reads the situation to read the body language and away he goes. Unbelievable. Uh, mate, a 3 2 one. I've gone three points, Lindsay Collins. Uh, just incredible, and again, it, it's indicative of uh, of the job that the coaching staff have done there. Given the fact that he's been struggling at club level, and he puts in a performance like that in the first two games, Lindsay Collins three points, two points Tino. The Tino was unbelievable, and one point Cameron Munster. I got Lindsay as three. Yep. Both sides of the ball, both games he's been incredible. I've got Carrigan because I'm just a massive Carrigan fan for yeah. two. And I'll, I'll give a, a one point to one Blues player. Payne Haas tried his ass off that entire game. There was a point there in the second half where, like, it's funny how the commentators try to keep you interested thinking that there's going to be a comeback. But they got the ball about 20 metres out, went to the ground like most New South Wales players, and he just picked it up and just charged at the, at the, towards the, the posts. And they took about four Queenslanders to bring him down. <clears throat> when the game's lost, I thought that was, mm. I thought, good on you, you know. Bad yeah, Li- Lindsay Collins, three for sure. Then I'd go Paddy Carrigan. Then I'd go Cotter. And I, and I think that it's, it's between a... them. What's crazy about Cotter, he's played three origins, three different positions, and he's yeah. been in the best top three players each time. Got a, he- got a heavy knock early in the game too. Yeah, very lucky to stay on. Yep. I'm going to give three to Tino because Tino awesome. is an absolute beast and his effort, his little effort plays for yeah. forward are absolutely incredible. Two for Munster because... Once again, he just rips our hearts oh, out. God. As he <laughs> caused a bigger, oh, no, a bigger split in our relationship. I'm going to give one to DCE purely because I'm a Manly fan, but also because of that one play chasing down Stephen oh. Crichton. 
Incredible. Incredible. Right, I will take a break. Talking about Tina, we'll talk about uh, his Titans after the break.